Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Nihongo Master Podcast, the podcast of Nihongo Master, an interactive online learning system. I'm your host Azra, and I'm back with another fun and exciting cultural topic for you today. And we're going to really look at Japanese culture, specifically parts of it that shock us. Yep, culture shock is something that one might experience when traveling to a different country, let alone move to it. Experiencing culture shock in Japan is not a particularly surprising thing. I think it's even more surprising if you don't. Despite having a grasp of the Japanese language and mentally preparing for the overwhelming neon adverts, I was still shocked like everyone else. Nothing can really prepare you 100% for the things you experience firsthand in Japan. Here, we'll look at five of the most culturally shocking things you can find in the land of the rising sun. We're also going to drop some interesting vocabulary words, so make sure you're prepared to take them down. The first thing I was extremely shocked by was slurping. If you've listened to Season 1, Episode 11, The Picture of Politeness, where we talked about Japanese etiquette, you'd know that this country has more than a couple of unspoken rules. You'll be surprised to know that slurping is not one of them. In fact, it's actually a compliment more than it is an insult when you slurp your food. Enter any ramenya, ramen shop, in Japan, and you're going to find almost all of the locals in it slurping their noodles away. So, why slurp, or susuru in Japanese? Some say that it's to savor the aroma and the texture of the noodles. You can't do that with biting and chewing. Others say it's a habit that's been going on for centuries, since eating noodles used to be a quick way to refuel the energy, and slurping them is the fastest way to down the hot dish. Another theory is that by making the zuru-zuru sound, which is the onomatopoeia for the slurping sound in Japanese, you're letting the chef know that the dish is delicious. Whether it's to savor every aroma you can find from the noodles or to show appreciation to the chef, slurping is definitely not in every culture. I find myself slurping my noodles right now, but I need to keep in mind to cut that out whenever I'm back home. My Singaporean family isn't all too keen on this habit. Here's a quick vocab recap. Ramenya, ramen shop. Ya means shop, so sushiya is sushi shop. Susuru, to slurp. Zuruzuru, the Japanese onomatopoeia for a slurping sound. The second on our list of culturally shocking things in Japan is a public bath etiquette. Sentos, Japanese for public baths, are pretty common here. It's said that back in the day, not all Japanese homes had bathtubs. Public baths were made to accommodate the locals who wanted a nice relaxing soak. But here's the thing, you're soaking in a big tub with other same-gender strangers, and you're soaking naked. These public baths are usually gender-segregated, so don't worry girls. And in the rare chance of a mixed-gender one, you can partially cover yourself with a towel. This is definitely one hell of an experience that I'd recommend to anyone and everyone. Public bathing in general, not the mixed-gender one specifically. The etiquette is similar for onsen, Japanese hot springs. I remember my first time at an onsen. Everyone started stripping naked in the changing room, and I was baffled. I didn't know what to do, even though it was clear what I had to do. Strip naked. So yep, that day was the first day I stripped naked in front of strangers. But it wasn't the last. It took me a while to get used to bathing in public baths with other females I don't know fully naked, or hadaka in Japanese. Here's a quick vocab recap. Sento, public bath. Onsen, hot spring bath. Hadaka, naked or nude. Moving on to the third on our list of culturally shocking things, and that is the toilets, or toire in Japanese. The bath isn't the only washroom facility that made it on our list. We're talking about Japanese high-tech toilets. Back in Singapore, the most we get on top of our standard toilet bowl is either a water pipe next to it, 
or a knob on the toilet bowl for the faucet. I know in a lot of countries, there's no such thing. It's just a toilet bowl, period. In Japan, they take it to a whole new level. On every toilet seat, you don't get a knob. You get an entire pad with multiple buttons that function various things. This is known as the washretto in Japanese, to mean washlet. You get the basic bidet that cleans the necessary parts with most, if not all, toilet seats. Don't be intimidated if you see more than two buttons. The other ones are going to be ones that let you control the speed, temperature of the water, and pressure of the bidet. Heck, there might be other functions that I haven't tried yet. You can even press a button to play some ongaku, music, to mask the sound of your business. While culturally shocking at first, it's become a norm to me now. So much that I don't know how to go back to not using one of these fancy toilet bowls. Here's a quick vocab recap. Toire, toilet. Washretto, washlet. Ongaku, music. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you waste. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? My first summer in Japan was full of surprises, mainly my phone beeping and vibrating randomly and constantly. This brings me to the fourth culturally shocking factor. Earthquake warnings. Kinkuji Jishin Sokuho translates to early earthquake warning, and it's an alarm that pops up on phones of everyone in Japan when an earthquake is detected. And when I say everyone, I mean literally everyone. You'll see every person on the street stop and reach for their phones to turn off this alert. Japan is prone to earthquakes, or Jishin in Japanese. In fact, it's the country with the most earthquakes ever. Having this alert system gives people enough time to seek shelter or prepare for tremors. One time, this alert went off when I was sleeping. I remember the walls of my room shaking quite strongly. It goes without saying that I was extremely terrified. But fear not, as long as you stay vigilant and keep up with the earthquake information, or Jishin Joho in Japanese, you're going to be fine. For those of you who come from countries that don't experience earthquakes, this one's going to be quite the culture shock for you. But you'll get used to it, like I did. Here's a quick vocab recap. Jishin, earthquake. Kinkyu Jishin Sokuho, early earthquake warning. Joho, information. Last but not least on our list of culturally shocking things is queuing. We mentioned briefly of this factor in Season 1, Episode 11, but it deserves a whole section for itself in this episode. The Japanese love queuing. They queue for everything from trains and restaurants to escalators and toilet cubicles. The Japanese prefer doing things in an orderly manner, and the queue culture is one way of expressing that. On train platforms, there are markings on the floor to guide passengers on where to stand for the line. Line is retsu in Japanese. You can also say it as queue, the katakana version of queue. Be careful though, on train platforms, people can start a line for the second train that's arriving as well, so make sure you don't join in the wrong queue. Never jump the queue, regardless of what it's for. It's extremely bad etiquette. 
For those of us who aren't used to queuing back in our own countries, it might be a difficult habit to get accustomed to. Even I sometimes accidentally cut someone in line, but I will immediately apologize when I realize and join the queue. So, if you see a line forming and you have no idea what it's for, ask someone. Sumimasen, nani ni narandeiru desu ka? Excuse me, what are you lining up for? Here's a quick vocab recap. Retsu, line. Kyu, kyu. Narabu, to line up. And there you have it. The top 5 culturally shocking things in Japan. Those who've been to Japan, what culture shock did you experience that's not on the list? For those of you who haven't, which one of these five is the most shocking to you? Tell us your thoughts by commenting on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you have any questions about living in Japan, anything at all, from day-to-day tasks to how to stop planning for it, send them to us in one of our social media platforms as well. You just might answer them in a Q&A section in one of the future episodes. Also, head over to the Nihongo Master blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. And thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one, where I'll be walking you down another avenue of Japan's rich culture. Mata ne!